Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is FutureThink CEO, Lisa Bodell. Lisa ranks among the top 50 speakers worldwide and is the best-selling author of Kill the Company and Why Simple Wins. She's a global leader on simplification, collaboration, and innovation whose keynotes leave audiences inspired to change and arm them with radically simple tools to get work done. Based on her best-selling books, Kill the Company and Why Simple Wins, Lisa provides provocative yet practical approach that enables organizations and individuals to eradicate the unnecessary complexity and time sucks that hold them back from more meaningful work. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Lisa Bodell. Hey, Ed. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So, Lisa, why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Great question. I, um, you know, it's funny. I think when most people uh, write a book or they speak, they're trying to figure out something for themselves. And the thing I like to do is help people better focus their time by eliminating unnecessary things. Because I couldn't figure out why I had such a complex life when I was so organized. And I want to have people better spend their time on valuable things. So really what that means is um, stop just executing their calendar and reach their potential by working on stuff that matters. And you're about to do, deliver a keynote for the Sage Continuous Innovation Program. And yes. tell me about your keynote. So it's going to focus on that. It's called Why Simple Wins, or in other words, Killing Complexity. And what I really want to provoke the audience to think about is, you know, imagine what you could do with all the time you spend, like you sit in meetings and you drown in emails all day long. What if you could pivot that time to do things that really mattered? Right? What would that look like for you? And so it's really designed to help people break down their behaviors of how they create complexity without realizing it and what simplification can do for them far beyond just saving time and money. And a lot of that is helping them really reach their potential and goals faster than they ever thought they could. It's going to be really practical. It's going to be really inspiring. And I hope it's going to be a little um, provoking to get people to challenge themselves a little bit harder to stop doing things versus just doing more. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because complexity is really a tax we impose on ourselves, isn't it? <laughs> if you think about it. It is. I mean, like I think most people think that complexity is something that is put upon them. And I don't think we realize how much we create it, right? How many times do you, um, uh, you say yes to something out of obligation? How many times do you just add on top of what you already have versus stopping and really thinking about is it necessary? Um, do you ever stop to think about what you could stop doing versus what you could start doing? So in a world that just values more, I want to teach people the value of less. I've done an exercise with some groups. Uh, instead of a SWOT analysis, I find that the start-stop-continue to be uh, a much more effective tool with small groups, oh. mostly because of that, uh, that, that uh, thing about stopping. You have to come up with some things that you're going to stop doing. I recommend to people, you know, I, I talk as they're going through strategic planning here, they're always focused on what else they're going to do next year, all they're going to do. And I said, you really need to build into your strategic plans um, a commitment from people to what they will also stop doing so they can make those goals happen. And um, too often don't feel people don't feel like they're allowed to say that. But then all these things that they don't want to do or unnecessary become the excuses when they don't reach their goals. So let's just take that off the table and get people to commit to stopping things and build that into our culture. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, re- I really think that, that especially for small businesses, strategy is more about what are you going to say no to. Uh-huh. I, I completely agree. And that's, so that gets time on how do you spend your time, right? They, there's a great phrase that says, tell me what you say yes to and I'll tell you who you are. And for so many people, you look at your calendar and I can tell you what you say yes to. And that's a reflection of how you think it's okay to spend your time. You know, are you, are you setting boundaries or are you just letting people take your time? You're never going to get it back. It's a non-renewable resource. So how can we better, rather than just getting mad when people waste our money, I think we've got to start getting upset when people waste our time. It's more important. So uh, can you share maybe one of those practical tips as a preview for what, what we're going to hear more about? Just one, one, one small tidbit. Sure. Um, kill a stupid rule. One of the things that I think people um, would be really helpful if people and leaders did was to make a practice out of stopping and as a group deciding what they should kill that's unnecessary and uh, is a complete time suck. And when you make that a practice, you know, rules are like weeds. They grow back. So you have to constantly weed that garden and give people permission in a forum to say what's not working and what we're going to commit to saying we're going to stop doing or we're going to change that behavior. Killing stupid rules is a simple thing and it gives permission for people to get rid of stupid, unnecessary stuff versus thinking they have to put up with it and go with the status quo. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that people need have this this need to believe that they just have to continue everything? What's, what's at the heart of that? Well, I think a lot of it is we don't realize that we can challenge the way that we work. You know, we're, we're taught not to challenge. And that's one thing. And then I think the second thing is, is people mistake the fact that they think they're in a groove when they're really in a rut. And what I mean by that is you're in a groove when things are, you know it, you're going along, you're following a process. And But is it a good process? Is it a necessary process? So it feels comfortable because it's known, but it doesn't mean that it's good. So being able to stop and challenge things, you might find that what you're doing is good, but I'd rather be able to reflect on it than just go along with it blindly. There's a great scene in one of the episodes of the the TV show House where uh, he he says to someone, um, where someone says, yeah, Dr. House, we have a process for that. And he says, oh, yes, yes, yes. We must must not let results get in the way of our process. That's exactly right. (laughs) Don't let results get in the way of a good process. And in fact, the process becomes the excuse, right? Well, I followed the process. And um, we have to have a way that we can hack it. And Lisa, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? Oh, I have two. And I, you know, I'm a mom, and I'm a business person, and so my heroes are my kids. I have two kids that are just dynamite. One is Jack's 20, and Kai is 16. And the reason I say that is they are innovative, curious, unafraid individuals. I mean, I often say to my husband, I wish I was more like them when I was younger. And um, I think that's hard to do as a teenager these days, right? To challenge things, to question things, um, to still be a seeker. And, you know, a lot of kids spend their lives trying to fit in. And I think it's a real daring person that tries to stand out. So I, I really admire my kids for that. They're good people. And they are um, they, they have their sights on big things. I think that's, that gives me hope for the future. And lastly, Lisa, how can somebody contact you? Ah, well, you can come to us at futurethink.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and follow me on Twitter at Lisa Bodell. All right. Future Think CEO, Lisa Bodell, thanks for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Evan. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.